this episode paid in part by... When you want a crisp, clean, refreshing light beer, reach for the one that's brewed in the Rocky Mountains. And by that we mean Trenton, Ohio. Coors Light. Ah. It all starts with pure Rocky Mountain water that evaporates into a cloud, blows east, and eventually rains over western Ohio where it collects in reservoirs and is pumped through rusty pipes to our brewery. Now that's a Coors Light cold hard fact. Reach for the beer that's born in the Rocky Mountains but grew up about 45 minutes north of Cincinnati. It's a silver bullet of truth. Coors Light. The Rocky Mountains are on the can, but what's in the can is pure Trenton, Ohio. I feel like that was, whoa, 100% appropriate since today is pretty much the kickoff to the NFL for 2017. Are you ready for the football? I'm not really ready because I'm sitting here recording a podcast right now. <laughs> Speaking of the word podcast, I'm kind of getting burnt out with that word. I wanna, this is just my show. This isn't a podcast. It's a show. It is the Rob Z Radio Show or something like that. Welcome to it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, it's like the kickoff. Today is uh, September 10th, 2017, National Grandparents Day, which is kind of going to be the center of conversation for this episode. Uh, But just to start off, I'm a football fan, all right? I do enjoy football. I like to watch it. I enjoy just the game itself. So I don't necessarily have a favorite team. I mean, I'm from central Pennsylvania, so the Pittsburgh Steelers have always been like the team that I was closest to. I was a Cowboys fan for a little while. America's team! But in general, I just kind of like watching the game of football. So I I have friends, family who like base their entire life around football. I don't have an issue with that. If that's how you want to live your life, it's perfectly fine. But for me, it's like, eh, I like to watch it. It's fun, but I'm not going to base my life around it. Like if I miss a game, I'm not dying on the inside. If I don't watch it for like, two months at a time while it's football season. I'm not really hurt, but I also do enjoy it. So if you're a huge football fan, welcome to the show. Maybe you tuned in after all the games were over. Maybe you were passed out drunk and accidentally clicked on this podcast for some reason. But either way, uh, welcome. And also, being September 10th, we're getting closer to October. We're getting closer to Halloween, my favorite season of the entire year. Football season, more like Halloween season, am I right? And pumpkin spice season, if you know what I'm talking about. Basic! But the movie It uh, was Stephen King's movie, which he had nothing to do with this remake, I guess, is out in theaters. I hear it's good. I hear the remake is good. The part that's awesome, though, is that now in my town, and I'm pretty sure every town across America, people are putting balloons in sewer grates. Because, of course, that's a classic It thing, Pennywise. Did he live in the sewer? I don't know if Pennywise lived in the sewer necessarily, or he just liked to tie balloons to sewer grates. I forget what the story was, uh, to be honest with you. But everywhere I go in the sewer grates, I see red balloons, and it just makes me happy that people are keeping the tradition of horror movies alive. The one thing that does annoy me, though, is that people are, like, getting offended by it. The police officers are getting mad because they have to drive around and cut all the balloons out of the sewer grates. This is scary. I heard tell somebody right on Facebook, like, this is scary, this is terrifying. It's like last Halloween when there were, you know, clowns roaming the streets threatening to beat people up. Like, will you guys relax? Quit, sensation- quit sensationalizing everything and quit worrying about everything. And there won't be so much outrage, and I guarantee nothing's going to happen. Pennywise wasn't a real clown, by the way. His teeth did scare the hell out of me, though. 
But it got my wife and I excited to watch a horror movie. We like to watch, you know, something that scares us. Which brings me to the first segment on the show. The Life of Z. And how painfully boring my life is at times. But also fun, because I, I enjoy it. If I'm bored, if it seems boring but I'm having fun, then what the hell do I care? So last night my wife and I, we decided, she's in nursing school right now. So Saturday nights we try to set some time aside, put down the school books... Not that I have any school books to pick up. I read other books just for fun. Yeah, I'm that kind of guy. Nerd alert! But we're sitting on the couch and we were scrolling through. We were watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Watching the episode where uh, Dennis and Mac uh, go to the suburbs. Oh my god, is that a funny episode. If you haven't seen that episode of It's Always Sunny yet. And I'm many seasons behind. One of my favorite episodes ever because Dennis on that show plays the best psychopath ever. And it's kind of like The Shining is what I kind of got out of his character. Like the way he's losing his mind. He's losing his shit during the episode. And it reminded me of Jack Nicholson in The Shining. And that kind of looped around to it. It looped around to horror movies. And we decided we should like try to find a, a horror movie to watch. Because that would be a fun thing to do. Because we both love scary movies. We both like being scared. We also like corny uh, scary movies as well. So we're going through Netflix trying to find something. Oh, and by the way, before I go any further, I put a poll up on my Twitter uh, back on, let's see here, like four days ago. So back on like September 6th. I said, what is the best movie from a Stephen King novel? And I, I gave four options. People could add their own options if they wanted to, but I don't think anybody really did. The options were It. The Shining, Shawshank Redemption, and Pet Cemetery. Shawshank Redemption won by a landslide. Yeah, the movie that wasn't scary from Stephen King won by a landslide. For me personally, though, The Shining, my favorite. My, if I had to pick a horror movie that is my favorite horror movie of all time, The Shining beats everything else. It is just, I would have loved to have seen it in theaters. I wish it would come back to theaters. I don't mean the remake. The, I, I guess the remake technically was more accurate to the book which I'm currently reading the book from Stephen King, but the Stanley Kubrick version from back in the 70s, oh my God, I think it was the 70s, right? It was, yeah, it was made in the 70s. That, maybe it was the early 80s. That movie scared the crap out of me. Still does to this day when the blood pours out of the hallway and just fills up the hallway. Oh man, that movie. I'm getting chills right now. I'm not lying. Getting chills sitting here. Um, as a side note that I love that movie. But we're scrolling through Netflix and uh, going through the horror movie section, and Nini, my wife, goes, Oh, Jaws! I loved Jaws when I was a little kid. And I'm thinking, you want to watch Jaws? Side note, Nini thought that Jaws came out in the early 90s, which (laughs) made me laugh really hard. I think the last Jaws movie, was it Jaws 3 or Jaws 4? There was one of the last Jaws movies where uh, Jaws is like attacking a family that owns, like, a a beachfront property in, like, Massachusetts or something. I'm probably getting that plot line way wrong, but I can remember thinking as a little kid, like, why don't they just not go in the water and Jaws is not going to try to kill them? Like, the whole movie could have been avoided. Just sell the lake house and go move somewhere else. Anyways, she thought that Jaws was made in, like, the 90s. Good Lord. Where'd that come from? Is this place possessed? By the way, we're broadcasting live from the Launchbox Studios, downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. It turns out Jaws 1 came out in 1975. It just made me laugh really, really hard that she thought it came out in the 90s. Like, I mean, Jaws is old. Like, way old. She's like, well, let's watch it. Like, we always watch some new horror movie. And we do. We haven't, we haven't watched horror movies in a while. But when we do watch one, it's always a new, you know, version. We always try to catch the new one and see if it's scary. And let's, let's go with a classic. Let's go with Jaws from 1975. 
What the hell? Best decision we ever made. I was on the verge of falling asleep, and I did fall asleep at one point. But if I could give you a recommendation, if you're sitting at home one night, you can't find a good movie to watch, go back and watch a classic. Get a movie from the 70s. Get a movie from the early 80s. If you're you know, into it, get a movie from the 60s. Whatever the hell you want to do. It's so much fun watching old movies because of how much things have changed. It just blows my mind how uh, just the cinema, the, the world of movies, the way they were shot, the way they looked, the way they were presented. Like in the movie, the way the water looked, the way the beach looked, everything was so fake and so set up. There's so much lighting on everybody's face. Like they hadn't figured out lighting back then, I guess, or just didn't look right on camera. I don't know. I'm not a movie guy, but just watching it made me laugh really hard because it was so bad. It was so corny. And, but I just love to think, like, back in 1975 when you watched that movie, because movies weren't that great back then, it scared the living crap out of people. Watching it now, it is hilarious. It's like watching, uh, what was that bad Piranha? Piranha 3D? Or, like, watching Sharknado? Like, those movies are made intentionally corny. Jaws was made to scare the hell out of people. And it is the funniest movie. I was dying. I, was, I loved it so much. I did fall asleep. What is hilarious about this is that Nini usually is either on her phone or falls asleep when we watch a TV show or a movie. She'll like watch a little bit, and then she'll lose interest, and she'll get on her phone and not pay attention for the rest of the, the movie. And I get mad. I'm like, Nini, come on, watch the movie. Watch it with me. Like, I'm enjoying this thing. I want you to enjoy it with me. I pass out. She stays up. If there's one movie where she's going to stay up the whole time and actually take it in, it's Jaws, for God's sake. She stays up, and she watches Jaws. Jaws! Yeah, I, I... And she actually screamed at one point in time. We're, I'm, I'm passed out. I'm dreaming about... I, I was having a weird dream about bears or something like that. I can't recall exactly. But all, the, all of a sudden, in my dream, I hear... Ah! Because they were, like, scuba diving in the movie, and they found somebody's severed head, like, inside of a boat or something like that underwater. And I wake up, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And she's laughing, because... She She's so shocked that she was so scared that she screamed at this horrible... If you go back and watch Jaws, there's this terrible fake head. It's so obviously bad. It's so obviously fake. Because it's 1975. You can't really make a good fake head back then, I guess. Uh, but man, the way she screamed and the reaction she had afterwards was so funny because she was so just, I guess, embarrassed with herself that she was so scared during Jaws, but that really cracked me up. But if I had a recommendation, you don't need to go back and watch Jaws, but go back and watch an old movie, an old, stupid movie. It could be a horror movie, but preferably a horror movie or an action movie because they never hold up that well. They're always hilarious, and that's how boring my life is. And on a Saturday night, date night, air quotes, we sat at home and we watched Jaws. The life of Z. Without further ado... Let's start it. This is Rob Z Radio. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, damn it. Welcome to the show. It's not a podcast, Rob. <laughs> Pronouns, pal. This episode is being recorded on National Grandparents Day, September 10th, 2017. And um, I, I wanted to make this episode just to kind of 
uh, send a message out, I guess it would be. I have a couple of grandparents left alive. My uh, my grandma, Grandma Donna, Donna Dinas. And I never had like a Meemaw name for her. Some people have those names like Meemaw, Gammy. And mine's just, it's Grandma. My grandma's still alive. I think, I think I believe she's 90. She just turned 89 or 90. And um, I have two step-grandparents that are still alive. They're both in their 90s, and they're still kicking. And uh, my grandma on that side, Grandma Mary, she's, she's actually pretty with it for being uh, 90 years old, which is, which is awesome. Commend her for that. Uh, but it got me thinking about – I love them, by the way. Honoring them, I called my grandma earlier. Um, she didn't answer the phone. I assume she's out doing something awesome because, you know, 90 years old, party animal. But it got me thinking about my life, okay? And here's where I get serious. I feel like I want to, whenever I'm 90 years old, who knows what it's going to be like? I'm 34 right now. Who knows what the world's going to be like whenever I'm 90? Hopefully we're still alive. You know, the bomb didn't drop. North Korea didn't end everything. The ice caps didn't melt. Yosemite didn't blow up. California didn't fall off the side of the earth. I don't know what's going to happen. But I want to live to be 100. That's a goal. Why not 100? It seems like a right age to live to. You've lived a lot. You've experienced a lot. But I want to be in good health. I want to stay healthy throughout my years. Obviously, who doesn't? I mean, some people do, I guess, want to die and go out early. My stepdad always says he wants to go like that. Well, of course. Who doesn't want to go like that? Boom. One second you're awake. One second you're dead. My father-in-law. Or my father. Sorry. Not my father-in-law. My grandfather. He died like that. He had a massive heart attack. He was sitting. Him and his son, my uncle Rick, were uh, cutting down a tree. He sat down from cutting down the tree in the chair. Said, what a nice breeze today. And my uh, uncle Rick looked over and he was dead. My grandfather was dead. Massive heart attack. Boom. Like that. Honestly, a great way to go for the person who died. For the family, it's kind of rough. You get no, there's no, you know, what's what's the term I'm looking for? Closure. You get none of that. But um, if you wanted to go, that would be a way to do it. But when I go, when I get older, and I, I talked about this in the last episode about, like, the funeral test. Like, who would you want to have at your funeral? How many people would you want to have at your funeral? What would you what would you want to have them say about you and about your life and about the accomplishments you had and the kind of person you were? Grandfather's Day or grand, Grandparents' Day, I guess it is Grandfather's and Grandmother's Day, uh, made me think about that. It was It made me think, wow, what, what do I want to have my kids have my kids' kids say about me when I pass away? Or when it's Grandparents' Day or whenever it's my birthday and I'm 80 and they're thinking, oh, man, we got to go to Uncle Rob's or we got to go to Pappy Rob's house. We got to go over to Pap Rob's. Can't stand that guy. Smells. Never takes a bath. He's always laying on the back porch, face down, passed out, drunk. Like, I don't want that to be that. I don't want to be that grandfather. I don't want to be the grandfather, be the grandparents with my wife. That Kids in the future dread to go to your house, dread to see you. Like, oh, I don't want to talk to him. I, I, I really don't want to be that person. I don't think I will be because I'm in good spirits now i think i'll be fun as a grandparent i think I'll be, i think i'll be pretty happy and maybe somewhat inebriated at times i'll still be in good physical condition hopefully <laughs> pray to god please make sure that i'm still in good physical condition but i just want to be healthy i want to be happy and i want to be somebody that people still want to see there's never my a point in my life where i want to be that person that nobody wants to see and i feel like some people get old and they feel that way nah. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. I feel like my dad's kind of like that to a certain point. 
like you know he he always says he doesn't, he doesn't need anybody to come visit him you know he he won't extend the phone call to call somebody else to see what's going on you know he always says well if you want to come talk to me come up here and talk to me we're always up here that that sort of thing i want to be the the grandfather who's calling people asking the grandkids asking his kids like what's going on where are you guys at today i want to come visit you i want to come see what's happening what's going on with the kids you guys have any baseball games to go to you know i i want to stay involved i want to stay happy and I want to stay active. And I see this with people who retire, and it's a, a statistic from people who retire. My father-in-law, actually, who's retired uh, several years ago, stays incredibly active. He doesn't have another job since he retired, but he kind of treats his family as his job, taking care of grandkids, you know, going to events, always, always there when you need him. And um, I, I want to be like that because I don't want to stay static. Because they say once you retire, normally you die, like, the average is like five years later, I think, that a lot of grandparents die or the elderly die once they retire because you've lost your purpose for life. I don't want to ever lose my purpose for life. I don't want to ever lose my direction of where I'm going. It's just that kind of thing really bums me out. I don't want to think that I, I stop what I love and then I sit in a chair and watch TV and rot away. I think the only way that can ever happen is if you don't actually love what you do. And with this right here, with this uh, show, with what you're listening to, this would never die. Imagine uh, there will be in, in 40 years. There will be 80-year-old men doing podcasts. And I think that's an awesome idea. That's an awesome thought to me. You look at people like Dan Rather. You look at Don Rickles, uh, Larry King. Those guys are doing it or uh, did do it up until their old age because they loved to do it. It was their passion. It's what they knew. It's what they grew up with. And that's, I just, I bought this, uh, did you ever hear of Udemy? I think it's Udemy, U-D-E-M-A or Y. I think it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's like a a series. You can download the app and it's just like self-help. It, it's like a teaching course. It teaches you whatever you want to try to learn in these courses. And Dan Rather just taught a, a course on journalism right as Trump was elected. It was like a way to like help yourself be more informed and not listen to CNN or Fox News, try to find out what the real news is. And Dan Rather hosted this whole course. I bought it. It was like 15 bucks, And it was fascinating to listen to him talk. You know, he was live on the scene back when Vietnam was happening. When the Vietnam War was happening, he was on the scene. I thought, wow, that is so cool. He's sitting down now in like his late 80s, or I assume that's how old he is. He, he looked that old. No offense to Dan Rather if you're listening to this. And he still had a passion for it. He sat down for this like long like 15-part video audio series where he told these stories. And he, he, told, he told people how to be a good journalist, whether you're doing it for a profession or doing it for yourself. And I thought, that's a cool old man. That's a cool grandfather. That he had a, has a passion so much for what he does that he would do that so late in his age. So that's where I wanted to be. I want to be like, a, like the wisdom that comes with age. I want to be the wisdom grandfather who passes on the wisdom, passes on the knowledge to his kids, to his grandkids, to anybody who will listen. Not in a crazy way, but in like a helpful, happy way. You know, when you always hear like respect your elders and you always hear about like, you know, in the old uh, Native American Indian tribes, like the elder was always the one who was with the sage and and he would have like uh, the peace pipe and sitting around the circle telling the stories passing on the, the knowledge from year to year to generation to generation before you could write down information. They pass it down mouth to mouth and ear to ear. I think that's beautiful. I, I love that, and I want to be the person who's the grandparent who does that 
for the grandkids, who sits them down and, and tells them the way of the world, tells them you know, that wisdom that you don't learn until you're old. I can talk about the wisdom on here. I don't have the wisdom. I'd have to get an old man in here to sit down and talk with me. Maybe I'll do that sometime. That'd be fun to find an, an old man to sit down and talk with and just pick their brain. Pick uh, or an old woman. I shouldn't say old man. Old man or old woman who's with it, who's been through it, who's done some amazing things, and just get their story, hear their life, what they were all about, what they went through, and what life was like when they were a kid and how they perceive it now. Uh, because the older I get, the more I do realize, and the more I understand those old sayings from old people who would say, well, back in my day, you had self-respect, and back in my day, you had common sense, and you said that please and thank you and opened the door. And the older I get, the more I see it. I see it, because when you're a kid, you don't see it. You're like, yeah, shut up, old man, slam the door in his face. The older you get, the, older you get, the more you understand, like, that's real. It's real talk. Uh, and uh, speaking of an old man, I don't know if Dale Carnegie... There's no way he's still alive, right? Because the book is over 75 years in print, How to Win Friends and Influence People. One of the greatest books of all time. But as I was thinking about this today, I was uh, flipping through this book just because he's. this is a story from a weathered, knowledgeable, wisdomy, which I don't know if that's a word. It sounds like it should be. Wisdomy old man, Dale Carnegie, on page 233. Would you please open your book to page 233? Uh, he writes, Gunter Schmidt. So Dale Carnegie always taught these courses. This is a chapter called Be a Leader. He always taught these courses on leadership and how to be a good person, those sorts of things. And he wrote this story, or he, wrote, he told the story of Gunter Schmidt, who took one of Dale Carnegie's courses in West Germany. And uh, Gunter told of an, an employee in the food store that he managed who was negligent about putting the proper price tags on the shelves where the items were displayed. It caused confusion and also customer complaints, obviously. That sounds like a young punk kid. That sounds to me like when I used to work at Weiss Markets when I was 16, and I couldn't, I could give a rip about what anybody wanted me to do. Go front some shelves. Go put the right price tags on things. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. I'd go like stand in an aisle for an hour and just try to tick down the clock until my day was done. It was just, what could I, what least amount of work could I possibly do to make this day over with? Now, little did I know when I was young that all that, all that does is drag the time on longer. Uh, but he writes that how did he make this person, how did he make it stick in their mind to put the proper price tags on? He wrote, reminders, admonitions, ad- admoni- ad- admonitions, how do you, I don't know how to say that. Uh, confrontations with her about this did not do much good. Finally, Mr. Schmidt called her into his office and told her that he was appointing her supervisor of price tag posting for the entire store and she would be responsible for keeping all of the shelves properly tagged. This new responsibility and title changed her attitude completely and she fulfilled her duties satisfactory from then on. Was it childish to do that, to make up a position? Perhaps it was. Uh, But also, this is crazy, Napoleon, when he created the Legion of Honor, and distributed 15,000 crosses to his sh- soldiers and made 18 of his generals marshals of France and called his troops the Grand Army. Napoleon was criticized for giving toys to war-hardened veterans, using uh, toys in air quotes. And Napoleon replied, men are rolled by toys. <laughs> Dude, so true. Men and women. We're rolled by toys. We're rolled by praise. 
And Dale Carnegie wrote, this technique of giving titles and authority worked for Napoleon and it will work for you as well. Uh, and I, I think it's 100% true. And I, the reason I'm reading this is because that's like a, a wisdomy elderly thing to say. Like, how do you get somebody to do something that they don't want to do, but you want to, you want them to do it? You give them some admiration. You you put them up on a pedestal. You you honor them. You give them a fake title. Make them feel good about themselves. Once you're older, those things don't matter anymore. Unless I guess maybe like you're Donald Trump, you like to have those things. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Uh, but he's an old man. He's an elder. He's seventy. Uh, you know, but usually when you get older, with age comes wisdom. With age comes not worrying about those sorts of things. And I'm I'm thinking about that right now because currently I'm in the running for the hometown favorites for Central Pennsylvania for local uh, personality. And I I want to win it because I'm not in radio anymore yet. I'm still nominated and I'm in the top five. And today starts the voting for that. So if you want to vote for me, that would be amazing. Uh, you can find that on the AltoonAmir.com website. Uh, but I'm thinking to myself, like, why should I care? I, I, want, I won it last year, and I didn't even ask for any votes. I didn't ask for anybody to vote for me. But I'm like, why should I care if I win or not? Like, that doesn't distinguish me as great, that award. I'm sure it does because people voted for me, and it's, it's a very nice accolade. But it does not make me who I am. It doesn't change my course or change my trajectory. It's more of like an ego thing. So as I'm sitting here thinking, should I promote myself and tell you to go vote for me? Sure, I'd love if you did. But at the same time, if you don't want to, it's okay. It's okay if I'm not your choice. And it's okay if you don't even care. And I want that to be my mindset moving forward. I want to be okay with who I am. I want to be okay with what I do. And I want to be okay with the person that I become as the years go on. And I think the only way to do that is to keep your mind focused, to help out people who are coming up. And that's what the elderly thing to do is help out people who are on their way up. And bring them up to your level. That is honestly, when I, when I think about what you could do to help somebody out, what you could do to help change the world and to help another level of, uh, of people rise up, that's it. What you learned, you help the younger people with that. That's why I'm trying to bring on Penn State Altoona interns right now. I'm going to be getting an intern shortly. I'm going to be working with kids in the area. Uh, because like I, I need to find myself a mentor, but I also want to help those kids who need a mentor, who need somebody to... Because I, I wish I had somebody when I was young who told me what to do. I never had that person. Now I kind of have those people through books and through things that I listen to, but I'm still looking for that person in real life, and uh, I think that I'm on my path to finding them. But that's my story. So happy National Grandparents Day. If your grandparents are still alive... Give them a hug, give them a kiss, show them some love. If they're not, then honor them and uh, think about them today. And uh, hopefully they were great in your life. Now, as we continue here, always doing a shameless self-promotion because, uh, you know, I have to. i got to support my family somehow. Uh, if you're a small business owner, medium-sized business owner, maybe you have your own personal brand. I have a social media marketing agency that I'm helping out local businesses in central Pennsylvania, but really anywhere in the world, I, I would be willing to help you out. But I'm really focusing, trying to focus locally so I can actually be there to help you on site, making videos for you, finding out what you want, finding out what you need, and being that go-to guy uh, the best form of marketing out there. It's the cheapest form of marketing. It's the most versatile form of marketing. And you can really bring your person personality out online through social media marketing. That's why I'm doing it. 
And my company is called Happy Valley Social Media. But you could just call it Rob Z Social Media because I'd love to help you. I'm only working with uh, six clients at a time. I have three clients right now. It's a very new business. It's very hands-on. It's very personal the way I do it. You can get on my social media platforms if you want to find out more, if you want to talk, can, whether it's consulting, whether it's marketing, you know, handling your stuff for you. Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Yo. And uh, as always, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being a part of the show. And if you're from the Altoona area, or maybe if you're like from Altoona, Iowa, because there's an Altoona, Iowa too. There's a couple Altoonas out there. I got to play this song for you. Back when I did my old radio show, I played this song all the time for this guy named Jack Cervello called Altoona. Altoona is my home. If you listen to my radio show, you know what song I'm talking about. I love that song. But it turns out that he made a whole CD. Not a whole CD about Altoona, but it really was. Like the, It was called the Altoona Is My Home album. And this was a song that he put on there that I've been singing with my son Max. I've been singing with my wife Nene. I can't stop singing it. So i got to play it for you. It's an honor to have this audio file. Let's, let's do it, baby. Tell me how is Altoona, Altoona. Altoona, tell me how is Altoona, P-E-N-N-A. Woo! I would have been back much sooner, much sooner, much sooner. I would have been back much sooner if I hadn't gone away. A-L-T-O-N-A. The funniest part about this is this, this song was made in like 1999. It sounds like it's from, like, the 60s. The album cover looks like it's from the 70s. But it was made in 1999. Tell me how is Altoona, 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 tell me how is Altoona, P-E-N-N-A, our plan. Yeah, baby. Now, if you can picture this, my wife, my son, and I are dancing around our kitchen this morning for breakfast. Dancing around all over the house, singing this song, dancing it to it. That's the kind of life I live. A-L-T-O-O-N-A is the sweetest sound I know. You're damn straight it is. Every time I hear that name. It's almost over, don't it worry. It fills me with a happy glow. So won't you tell me how is I'll tune up, I'll tune up, I'll tune up. Tell me how is I'll tune up. I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. I said a P E double N A. I mean, I don't know about you, but I just I love that song. I'm such a nerd for corny songs, and the fact that there was a song specifically made for our small central Pennsylvania town blows my mind. It blows my mind. So if you're from central Pennsylvania and uh, and you know what this area is all about, then that song probably cracked you up because we're such a... It just seems so hilarious that somebody would devote so much love in a song to a, a town that's just, you know, kind of a blip on the map. But that's why I love doing this podcast. I love doing a local podcast, a local show... 
for the area that I grew up in. Although this is broadcast all over the world, anybody from all over the world can listen to this. And if you do listen to this, please, wherever you are, I want to reach. I want to ask you to reach out and talk to me. Find me out there. It's Facebook and Instagram, Rob Z Radio. Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Yo. You can leave a voicemail that I will no doubt play on the show. You can call the voicemail. It's 814-799-0064. 814-799-0064. And if you made it this far in the show and you own a business and you want to be a sponsor on the show, just hit me up. I'm taking sponsors right now. We're starting that very, very soon that I will have this show locally sponsored. I feel like local podcasting is the future of like small towns. I mean, local radio stations, they did it for a long time. Why not local podcasting? And we're starting it with Rob Z Radio live from the Launchbox Studios downtown Altoona. Thank you for listening. That's brutal.